Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Testing, testing. Testing, testing. So now we the recording has started on our um, on our uh, radio live. So I, I I'm, that's cool. That's good. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna get ready to pray um, into our lesson tonight, and we're gonna pick it up where we left off, um, which is identity theft part two. Um, the true identity of the descendants of the transatlantic slave trade and Israel. All right. So, I, again, I'm excited about it. Let me go ahead and pull up the lesson. Um, Sister Key Israel should be coming on in a moment. and She should be in the building. Um, but again, we're going to revisit and pick up where we left off. Tracy Howard tuning in from Dallas, Texas. And if you guys, again, could share the lesson. But we are about to start and then we're going to bring on our YouTube. Then we're going to talk about the what we believe. OK. And we're here every Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, and we revisit and read what the Word of God says, what thus saith the Lord, brothers and sisters. So, so let's go ahead and do that. And All right, so let's go ahead with our prayer. And uh, Sister Key is ready. If you can inbox me the what we believe so it could be right at the top, then that'd be cool. Let's stand up. Let's face Jerusalem, get into our prayer, then get right into our lesson. All right, guys. Father God, who art in heaven, we come to you humbly today, Father God, and we say thank you, Father God. We ask that right now, Father God, that you shine your light and your wisdom and your anointing on us, Father God. We ask that, Father God, you forgive our sins, Father God, that you make us strong to resist the temptations of Satan, Father God, because he knows exactly what we want and exactly what we like, Father God. So is it upon you, Father God, and we beg you for your grace and your mercy to give us your strength and, and, and your will, Father God, and let your mind be in us, Father God, same that was in Christ Jesus, Father God, as we go through this journey of life, looking for our identity, Father God, because we have none. Father God, we've been told that we are African-American. We've been told that we were Negroes. We've been told that we were everything else but what we are, Father God. The purposes and the hopes of this lesson tonight is to show your people, Father God, who they are, Father God. Their identity has been taken away from them. It has been stolen, Father God. But now it is time for a total recall. And we thank you again, Father God, for this platform truth hour. We pray that those who are watching and, and listening be edified, that you be glorified. In your mighty son, Jesus, Yeshua name, amen. All right, brothers and sisters. So I got on my shirt today. So it says, dream like Martin, lead like Harriet, uh, fight like Malcolm, think like Garvey, write like Maya, build like Madam C.J. Walker, um, speak 
like Frederick. All right. And there's a couple of more on there. But I wore this shirt today because we are dealing with black history. This is Black History Month for those who are not in the United States and are not aware that um, we were given the month of February, the shortest month of the year, okay, to um, revisit our history. However, although we revisit our history every year, our school systems never went beyond slavery. So the furthest that we've been able to go back is to when the slave ships landed on the shores of Africa and eventually in 1619 landed in Virginia, here in America. But nobody taught us what our nation was before we got over here to America, before we stepped on the slave ship. So we got to go to the best history book that we can find, which is the Bible, brothers and sisters. It's the most accurate. It's the best book that we can find. It is the word of God, brothers and sisters. We trust it. We believe in it. And we have faith in the words that are contained in this book from Genesis to Revelations. And so last week, again, we revisited what took place from Adam to Noah, and how if you are alive today, you have to be among one of Noah's three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And again, these are the things that we're going to revisit as we revisited before. Again, if you are a Gentile, we've been told if you're not a Jew, you are a Gentile. That is absolutely false. Because the Bible describes the Gentiles as being a seed of Japheth. That's one of the sons of Noah. But what if you belong to the other two? What if you are an Edomite? It does not qualify you as a Gentile. What if you are an African or a Hamite or an Egyptian or an Ethiopian? It does not qualify you as a Gentile, according to the Bible. So we went through a phase where people was just making up whatever came to their mind. And we trusted them and we believed them because they spoke well, they dressed nice, they held this book in their hand, they came in the name of Jesus. But Jesus himself told you, take heed that no man deceive you. Many shall come in my name and shall deceive many. But this is why we don't rely on what mama said. We don't rely on what grandmama said. We don't rely off of what we feel, what we think, what we were told or taught. We rely on what we can read. And as we, as the model of this show says, if you cannot read it, then do not believe it. Now, let's go ahead and start this show. We're going to start our YouTube in five, four, three, two, one. Welcome, YouTube. We want to welcome you to another edition of the Bible Class Truth Hour here on the POET Network. I am your, your, your teacher and your host, Brother Black Ice, B-L-A-Q-I-C-E. And today we're picking up where we left off. This is part two of identity theft. All right. Identity theft. The true identity 
of African-Americans, the descendants of the transatlantic slave trade and Israel. So hold on to your seatbelts and let's go ahead and get straight into our lesson. We're going to start off with the Chief Hour Bible Class is an online Bible-based ministry. We teach the uncut word of God as it is written in the Bible, line upon line, precept upon precept, Isaiah 28 and 10. Our mission is to lead as many souls to Jesus, the Christ, so that through the word of God and the keeping of the commandments, they may receive salvation. Again, our motto is, if you cannot read it, do not believe it. What do we believe? Number one, we believe in the name of Jesus. We have no dispute with the use of the other names, such as Yeshua and other variations, whether you want to use the Latin, um, whether you want to use the old English name, which didn't contain a J, the J was an I, or whether you want to use the Hebrew name or whatever you want to use. We don't have any dispute with that, but we're using the English version of the name Jesus because our listeners and watchers speak English. Number two, we believe that Jesus alone is our Lord and Savior. Number three, we believe in the Sabbath day, which is from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. Number four, we believe in the seven feast days of the Lord, as listed in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. Number five. We believe that we, the so-called African-American and those who were uh, spread throughout the world through the transatlantic slave trade are indeed Israelites and all the Lord's statutes, laws and commandments apply to us. Number six, we believe that we must still keep the law to the best of our ability and knowledge. Number seven, we believe that we must keep the Lord's dietary law. According to Leviticus, the 11th chapter, no pork, no catfish, no shrimp no lobster or anything that's deemed unpermissible according to Leviticus, the 11th chapter. Number eight, we believe that both the scriptures or Old Testament and the testimony or New Testament must be used with teaching the word of God. You can't be a New Testament Christian or an Old Testament scholar. You must be both. We don't believe in Sunday Sabbath service. We know a lot of our people go to church on Sunday. But the Romans gave the world Sunday Sabbath service, which is the first day of the week. But the Lord said six days he made man and on the seventh he rested. And out of all of the days of the week, this was the only day that he set aside, that he sanctified and that he gave a name to. And he called it the Sabbath day. He said, remember it and keep it holy. All right. It's part of the Ten Commandments. We don't believe in the Trinity doctrine. So we don't say God, the father, God, the son and God, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not a God. He is one that bears record with the father and the son in heaven. But he does not fit in the Godhead. The Godhead, you can find it all over the Bible. But the easiest, most recognizable, most famous one is John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. That's two. That's the word and God. The word we know is the son and God in this text is the father. But it doesn't say in the beginning was the word and the Holy Spirit. And the word and the Holy Spirit was with God. Or it doesn't say in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God and the Holy Spirit. It just mentions the word and it mentions God. So no, there are only two in the Godhead. 
That's why we don't believe in the Trinity. Although we do bear record that there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, okay? Uh, we don't believe in the cross or any images um, that pertain to religion because the Lord told us, make no images. That's also in the Ten Commandments. We don't believe in holidays that originated in the worship of other gods, such as Christmas or Easter or New Year's or any other holiday that was once a holiday that was geared towards some type of God that people worshipped. And they just changed the name today. Right. Um, number 10. We believe that salvation through Jesus is for all people, no matter what race, color, or nationality. Revelation 7 and 9. Brothers, please uncover your head. If you have a head covering or hat on, please take it off at this time. Sisters, if you don't have a head covering, we ask that you put a covering over your head in accordance to, with 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, verses 3 and 6. Brothers and sisters, welcome to the Bible class, True Power. Okay. So again, I am excited. We are excited, and it is time for the truth. So again, someone asked about our YouTube channel. Uh, it's not live, but we do post these lessons on YouTube after the lesson on Facebook Live is over. And I just posted the name of our channel, and we want everybody to go to see. Right, to Truth Hour TV. Now, brothers and sisters, let's get right into our lesson. We're going to start this off in the book of Malachi. We're going to start this off with the book of Malachi. Now, let's go to the real ancestry.com. So they came out where you can swab your mouth or do something and send some spit in to a place or a lab and they analyze that and they say, oh, well, you are a part of this tribe or, or that tribe and it's considered Ancestry.com or you can go on the computer and you can type in the name of a grandmother or a grandfather and where they were from and it will give you all these leaves and all these branches to go back. But once we get back to the plantation, brothers and sisters, Something happens. We get lost. We can't go beyond that. So we got to look at another book. We got to look at another Ancestry.com. And the best Ancestry.com that you can get is the Holy Bible, brothers and sisters. So let's go to the book of Malachi. All right. Malachi, the first chapter. And again, we're picking up where we left off. Because what we left off at was the division of Esau. And Jacob and Jacob's name being changed to Israel. That was the moment that God adopted Israel as his nation. Out of all the nations on the planet Earth, God adopted Israel as his nation. Why he chose Israel, I don't know. You got to ask him when you see him one day, if you are so blessed to see him. But he, nevertheless, he chose us. Okay, let's go to Malachi one and one, because, again, people say, well, what's going on with Esau? Why? What? You know, wh why was this divide there? Why was this division there? And why did God place Israel on a level of so much of importance? Right now, some people say, well, God don't hate 
the sinner, he just hates the sin. You've heard that before, right? Let's go to the book of Malachi, the first chapter. And let's read and let's answer that question. Does God hate? Right? Malachi 1 through 4. Malachi 1, 1 through 4. The burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. Every message that God sent was to Israel by his prophet. I have loved you, saith the Lord. Yet you say, wherein has thou loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, saith the Lord? Yet I loved Jacob and I hated Esau. This is the Lord speaking. And laid his mountains and his.
And so we go back to Revelations, the first chapter, and we're going to look at the description of Jesus. Revelations, the first chapter, verses 12 through 15. Revelations, the first chapter, verses 12 through 15, and it reads, and I turned to see the voice that spake with me. And this is John on the Isle of Patmos. And being turned, I saw seven golden candlesticks. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, talking about Jesus, clothed with a garment down to the foot and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool. This kind of stuff, brothers and sisters. You see how this is turning white? It's stubby like wool. You can hear it if I scratch hard enough. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. And I'm assuming that if, if I'm blessed to see more older years, that this will become white as well. And his eyes were as a flame of fire and his feet like unto fine brass, as if it had burned in a furnace. We all know the color of brass, brothers and sisters. We all know that the color of brass is a form of brown, brothers and sisters. And if you burn it, it's even going to get darker. So... <laughs> I'm just using this as an example, brothers and sisters. Most of us, even if we are black, our feet is lighter than our face and our arms and our hands because, you know, we don't expose our feet a lot. So we might have light skinned feet and we might be dark skinned in the face. So the feet going to be the lightest part of your body. But his feet. And I'm just using that as an example. If his feet was this color, brothers and sisters, what color do you think his face was? It didn't look like Seja Borgia, brothers and sisters. No, brothers and sisters. We got to tell the truth, brothers and sisters, and shame the devil, as the old folks say. Tell the truth and shame the devil. In Paris, if you go there and look at their statues of Mary and baby Jesus, it's all black everywhere you go.
here in America, right? So let's go and read that Zondervan Bible Dictionary and the definition of ham. And um, I'll find it for you in one moment. To know who you are and whose you are. All right? Acts the 21st chapter verses 37 through 39. And it reads. And as Paul was led, was to be led into the castle, he said unto the chief priest, Captain, may I speak unto you? Who said, Can you speak Greek? Are not you the Egyptian? Are not you that Egyptian which before these days made us an uproar? and led us out into the wilderness, 4,000 men that were murderers. But Paul said, no, I am a man which is a Jew of Tarsus, a city in Sicilia, a, a citizen of no mean city. And I beseech you, suffer me to speak unto my people. So because Paul was black and Egyptians are black, he mistook Paul for an Egyptian, but Paul had to correct them. He said, no, I am a Jew of Tarsus. Yes, Paul was an Israelite for those who didn't know that. 
But why was he mistaken for an Egyptian? Because both Jews, Israelites, and Egyptians are both black, brothers and sisters. Let's continue on with our lesson. We are identifying. This is about establishing identity and showing you how the identity was stolen. Now, Jesus, the Israelite baby boy, was taken into Africa, Egypt, which is in Africa, to blend in with black people. As Mary and Joseph had him fleeing from King Herod. Let's go to Matthew, the second chapter, verses 13 and 15. Matthew, the what is it? Uh, the second chapter. Verses 13 and 15. This is biblical black history at its finest, brothers and sisters. Okay. 13, and it reads. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt. And be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I have called my son. Brothers and sisters, how can a white baby go hide in a black neighborhood and not stand out. Think about your comments, sis, brothers and sisters. Think about your identity theft. This is part two of identity theft. Let's go ahead and continue with our lesson. What do we have next? Let's go now to Deuteronomy, the, 
Deuteronomy the 28th chapter, brothers and sisters. Deuteronomy the 28th chapter. I talked to my brother, Brother Ellington, as I did earlier today all the time, and talk about the curses and why Israel is in the condition that we are in today. Well, let's go to Deuteronomy the 28, brothers and sisters, 28 chapter. And um, let's have a read a little bit. Let's have a read a little bit. All right. Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. And I see that we're not going to go deep into this actually into next week. Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. But we're going to start tonight to give you a taste of Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter. Let's go to Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, verses 63 through 66. Deuteronomy 28, 63 through 66. Never forget this chapter, brothers and sisters. This chapter will explain a lot of questions that you have had on your mind. Why do black people go through this? And when you say black people, you're talking about us that are over here in America. I'm talking about those amongst my family and friends. Why do we go through so much stuff? Why do we deal with all this stuff? It seemed like everybody else is always benefiting from our suffering and we always suffering and we get the longest jail sentences and the police shoot first and ask questions later. Uh, white folks could storm the Capitol and could just walk home the same day. Black people be in a Black Lives Matter protest and, and several end up dead or shot or, or beat water holes being sick and German shepherds and dogs being um, sick. Brothers and sisters, it, it, Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, explains all of this. But let's read Deuteronomy 28 and 63. And it shall come to pass that the Lord, that as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and to bring you to naught. And you shall be plucked from off the land where you go to possess it. We've been plucked from Israel. We're not there anymore. We're all throughout the four corners of the earth right now, brothers and sisters. But who plucked us from our land? It was the Lord that did that. Verse 64, and the Lord shall scatter you. Who sent the slave ships to pick us up? Verse 64, and the Lord shall scatter you. Who was responsible for our people going to America, going to Jamaica, going to Haiti, going to Trinidad, going to Jamaica, going to Europe, going to everywhere all throughout the four corners of the planet Earth? Who was responsible? The Lord was responsible for doing it to us, but we were responsible for doing it to ourselves. Verse 64, and the Lord shall scatter you among all people from the one end of the earth, even unto the other. And there you shall serve other gods, neither you nor your fathers have known, even wood and stone. And among these nations, Shall you find no ease? Neither shall the sole of your foot have rest. But the Lord shall give you there a trembling heart and a failing of eyes and sorrow of mind. And your life shall 
pain and doubt before you, and you shall fear day and night, and you shall have none assurance of your life. It don't even look like our own life is in our own hands, brothers and sisters. But this was the prophecy that the Lord gave our people. He said, hey, if you don't listen to me to keep my statutes, my laws and my commandments, this is going to be your future. Why our ancestors did not believe that he would do what he said he would do behooves me, brothers and sisters. But in order for you to understand why we are in the condition that we're in today, you need to know that this is there, brothers and sisters. You need to know that this is there. Now, let's go ahead to the Wikipedia and let's read a little bit about the slave trader John Hawkins. After almost 1,500 years after the invasion of Israel from the Romans, many of us found ourselves on the northwest corner of Africa where the first slave ships arrived. The African people were faced with a difficult decision when the Europeans arrived on the shores. It was then that the strangers, us Israelites, we were strangers in the Africans' land. It was then that the strangers occupying their land had to be delivered up. Now, if I'm a visitor that you allowed to stay in your home and somebody came in your home with guns and they say, hey, I'm taking one of y'all away. One of y'all got to come with me. You're not going to send your mother or your father. You're not going to send your brother or your sister. More than likely, you're going to send me because I'm the stranger in your house. We were strangers in the land of the African people. So when the slave ships arrived and they arrived with guns and they were looking for human cargo or slaves, the African people, some had no choice. Some benefited from and came up off the transatlantic slave trade by delivering us Israelites into the hand of the European captives, brothers and sisters. Let's go to 68, Deuteronomy 28 and 68. And it reads, And the Lord shall bring you into Egypt again with ships. Well, Egypt in this text just mean a house of bondage because we were in bondage in Egypt back then. But we never had to go from Israel to Egypt by ships. You don't read about Mary and Joseph taking baby Jesus into Egypt with by ship. They walked there. So this is not the Egypt that this is referring to. The Egypt that this is re referring to is the North countries, brothers and sisters, and the Isles of the Caribbean and everywhere else we would be dropped off by the slave ship. I'll read it again. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships by the way whereof I spoke unto thee. Thou shalt see it no more again, and there you shall be sold unto your enemies for bond men and bond women, and no man shall buy you. Ain't nobody coming to buy us back. Because ain't no man put us in this condition. God put us in this condition and he's the only one that can take us out. No matter how many times we sing, we shall overcome. No matter how many marches and protests we have. Brothers and sisters, it is not until Jesus comes back 
that we will find ourselves as a people, as a people out of the condition that we are currently in. That's not to say that some among our people will be millionaires or very successful and able to do great things. But even as great and as rich as Michael Jackson was, he was still a nigger to the powers that be. As great as Bill Cosby was and as much money as he had, he was still a nigger at the end of the day, brothers and sisters. Now, I'm only using that term because that term describes how the rulers of these nations view us, no matter how much money we have. <laughs> All right. So, again, I'm not calling us that. I'm just using that word as an example of no matter how successful or rich you become. Those who are in power still look at you. As that. Now, let's go a little bit further, brothers and sisters. Mm, it's just so much stuff here. Let's go to the book of Acts, the 13th chapter. They've always looked at us as niggas. All right. Yes, the Romans and uh, the other nations that we would go into, they had no respect for Israelites, not the powers that be. Let's go to Acts, the 13th chapter, verse one. Let's see what they called us here. Acts, the 13th chapter, verse 1. Turn with me, Brother A. Spark. You got to read this, brother. Acts, the 13th chapter, verse 1. It says, now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, and Barnabas and Simon that was called nigger. Now you want you you might want to say Niger or or Niger or whatever nigger Niger, they all refer to it as the same thing, which in translation meant black brothers and sisters. Let me read it again. It's spelled N I G E R. I don't care whether you spell it N I G E R or N I G G E R or whatever it is. Tupac even changed it to. Uh, N-I-G-G-A, never ignorant, getting goals accomplished. I don't care what you want to call it. It's still nigger, brothers and sisters. It's still a word, a byword that describes these black Israelites. I'm going to read it again. Acts the 13th chapter, verse 1. Now, there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers and Barnabas and Simon that was called nigger. And Lucius and Cyrene and Manin, which was which had been brought up with Herod and uh, to Tretch and Saul. So they even had a byword for them. They didn't call them Israelites. They called them nigger or Niger. It all means black brothers and sisters. Just like they called you and I Negro. Or, or porch monkey, or 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 spook, or tar baby, or yes, nigger brothers and sisters. So you need to know that it wasn't just when we got to this country that we were treated like that, brothers and sisters. Even before all of that, we were treated like that. So know your history. Know your history, brothers and sisters. 
let's see. Well, we we are um almost at our closing today. Uh, since African Americans, so-called African Americans, which are really Israelites, have been in America, we have suffered from slavery, lynchings, Jim Crow, segregation, laws, police brutality, injustice, systemic racism, chemical poisoning, um, water poisoning, vaccine poisoning, uh, chemtrails from airplanes that flew above our community, dropping chemicals down, look up chemtrails, poisonous experiments that uh, that was supposedly being done for research. We make up 12% to 13% of America's population. But we are the majority in the prison system. The people who are dying at the highest percentage of of the coronavirus are our people. The majority of the people dying from um, high blood pressure and heart attacks and HIV and we only 13% of the population. Brothers and sisters, the Lord told you that if we did not keep his statutes, laws and his commandments, that this would be the condition that our people would be in. So you can blame the white man if you want to blame him. You can blame America if you want to blame America. But when are we going to look in the mirror and blame ourselves? Because the Lord told us, you are the apple of my eye. You are the only nation that I have known and have established a relationship with. But that wasn't good enough for us or our ancestors. So we turned our backs against them. And what he prophesied would happen to us if we turned our backs against them. And if we did not keep his statutes, his laws and his commandments have come to fruition, brothers and sisters. But I'm going to leave you with this because next week we're going to pick up here where we left off and also talk about 70 AD when the Romans came into Jerusalem. It's a lot of information, but this is just part two. Brothers and sisters, part two of identity theft. How your identity was stolen, but just like the great Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, it's time for a total recall. I want to close out this lesson with this, the book of Ezekiel, the 34th chapter. The Lord gives us hope, Brother Duncan Ellington. The Lord gives us hope and he gives us an out. But again, the Bible says, woe unto the pastors who mislead his people. Be careful of those who stand behind pulpits, brothers and sisters, and are misleading you. Can't even identify who you are or your identity. They teach us that we're Gentiles and we are not. So whenever you sit in a house of worship and the pastor talks about you being a Gentile, know, brothers and sisters, that that is false teaching. You are the Israelites of the book. Let's look at the hope that God gives us. Ezekiel 34 verses 1 through 13. Ezekiel 34, verses 1 through 13. 
And we want to thank you guys for tuning in, man, tonight. We got some information that we want to share with you before you guys get off the live feed. And so please stay on. We are, um, This is the last place we're going to go, but we got some announcements to make also as well. Ezekiel 34, 1 through 13. And the word of the Lord came unto me, talk, Ezekiel's talking, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel, prophesy and say unto them, thus saith the Lord God unto the shepherds. Woe be unto the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherds feed the flocks? Yeah, eat the fat, and you clothe you with the wool. You kill them that are fed, but you feed not the flock. The diseased have not, have you not um, strengthened? Neither have you healed that which was sick. Neither have you bound up that which was broken. Neither have you brought again that which was driven away. Neither have you sought that which was lost. But with force and with cruelty have you ruled them. And they were scattered. Were not we scattered, brothers and sisters? And they were scattered because there is no shepherd. And they became meat to all the beasts of the field when they were scattered. My sheep wandered through all the mountains and upon every high hill. Yeah, my flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth and none did search or seek after them. Therefore, you shepherds hear the word of the Lord. As I live, saith the Lord God, surely because my flock became a prey and my flock became meat to every beast of the field because there was no shepherd, neither did my shepherds search for my flock, but the shepherds fed themselves and fed not my flock. Therefore, O you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God, behold, I am against the shepherds, who are the shepherds today, brothers and sisters? All the ministers, all the preachers, all the teachers who are mis misleading and not feeding the sheep. Thus saith the Lord God, behold, I am against the shepherds and I will require my flock at their hand and cause them to cease from feeding the flock. Neither shall the shepherds feed themselves anymore, for I will deliver my flock from their mouth that they may not be meat for them. For thus saith the Lord God, behold, I, even I, will both search my sheep and seek them out as a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep that are scattered. So I will seek out my sheep and I will deliver them out. I will deliver them out of all places where they have been scattered in the cloudy and dark day. What's the cloudy and dark day? If you don't know what the cloudy and dark day is, brothers and sisters, the cloudy and dark day is the day of the Lord. That's the day when the Bible talks about that the sun is not going to give its light. The stars are not going to give its light. It's going to be a dark and gloomy day all over the Bible. It speaks about when Jesus comes, it's going to be a dark and gloomy day. So we're looking for that cloudy and dark day. Because that will be the day, brothers and sisters, that will begin the process of Jesus gathering us from the four corners of the earth that we were scattered. Identity theft, part two.
Brothers and sisters, I thank you for your time. Before you go, I want to say, brothers and sisters, that um, I thank God for you. And, and we have finally broken our thousand subscriber mark on our YouTube, our thousand subscriber mark on our YouTube. I want to thank God. I want to thank each and every one of you all, brothers and sisters, that we have finally broken that thousand subscriber mark. But if you have not subscribed as of yet to our YouTube, then please go to Truth Hour TV and it is popping up right now in the comment section. Truth Hour TV and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Now, for those who are watching via YouTube, go to Facebook and like our Facebook group page, which is The Truth Hour Bible Show. The Truth Hour Bible Show. If you would like to be added to our text message invite reminder list, then text your name and the word Truth Hour to that number right there on your screen. 312-719-7310. Just write your name and the words Truth Hour. That way I know why you're...
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.